Hello, you're listening to Fear and Loathing, a transatlantic quest across a divided political landscape. We're Squint, a group of theatre makers on the road following the final weeks of the 2016 US presidential election. We're trying to understand what change people need in their lives and why so many have stopped putting their trust in established politicians. As we travel from state to state, we're podcasting our conversations. For this episode, we've come to New York to follow election day in the state where both candidates currently live. The eyes of the world are on New York City this week with both teams in town, but only one can win. If you want a president who shares our faith in America, who's lived that faith in America, who will finally shatter a glass ceiling and be a president for each and every one of us, then I'm asking you to work as hard as you can this one last day to elect my fellow Americans, this fighter, this stateswoman, this mother, this grandmother, this patriot, our next president of the United States of America, Hillary Clinton. We're standing here in Philadelphia beside the Liberty Bell where this country was formed. Hillary Clinton has a four point lead and hopes are incredibly high. Across the country over the last few weeks, we've met Democrats who relish a bit of Trump bashing. Some call their fellow voters stupid or uneducated or even selfish and racist. With a Hillary win projected in almost every poll, we're going to spend the next 24 hours following the Clinton campaign to victory. And if and when the announcement is made, then we'll begin asking what happens to all of the Trump voters we've met up and down the country now that they've lost. Of course, our plans soon changed. It's Tuesday morning and we're at a polling station in Brooklyn as it opens its doors and one of America's most democratic cities goes to vote. I am Danielle Frimmer and we are in Brooklyn, New York and it is 10 a.m on um, Tuesday, November 8th, and I'm about to vote for the first woman president. Just sort of on an emotional level, this feels like a a really sort of monumental moment for a group that I am a part of. I will not be in America tomorrow if Trump is the winner. I will find a bus or a plane, and then the wall will go up, and I will be on the right side of the wall. The optimism was palpable a few miles down the road in Greenpoint, too. We chatted to John and his four-year-old daughter, Alice, after he cast his vote. Sure, yeah, I voted for uh, Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. I feel really excited about it. I think I'm just really excited that it's over. <laughs> over for me. I think it's going to be a good day for, uh, for love and not hate. <laughs> well, we're going to be hanging out. She's going to be drinking milk. I'm going to probably be drinking a bottle of wine with my wife. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a good night, though. We're halfway through the day, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and we're at an election bake sale. Hillary, I voted for Hillary. Wow, it's election day and uh, the voting takes place right next door, the senior center, senior center. So we thought, why not? Why not have a bake sale and raise money for our school? Best case, Hillary wins. Worst case, we already know, Trump (laughs) wins. 3 p.m. and we're heading to downtown Manhattan with Bill. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but we're taking uh, the seven train 
to Times Square uh, in Queens Plaza. I'm enjoying this beautiful sunny day. Mm -hmm. Yes, I voted at 6 o'clock this morning. As soon as the polls opened, I wanted to be the first one there. This is Trump's hometown, but nobody likes him here. They think he's a liar, he's a phony, he's a jerk. It's going to be tight, it's going to be close. You know, people uh, have allowed themselves to believe in the populism of Trump because he's loud and obnoxious and rude. And uh, they look at it as a reality TV show. But this is not a TV show, this is reality. And uh, it's not a reality TV show. Well, tomorrow morning, if Trump gets in, which I honestly hope that doesn't happen, uh, sincerely hope that doesn't happen, because I think he'll lose. And he'll lose, uh, I think, by five or six points, which is a lot, actually, when you think about the numbers, the raw numbers. Uh, we'll, move, we'll move forward. We'll move forward. And it'll be hard. It'll be a very struggle for the next four years. The first Trump supporters we meet are in Times Square, alongside a crowd of Hillary fans. All right, yeah, I'm Michael. We're in Times Square. It's election day, and it's 3:50 uh, p.m. Uh, polls should start closing in a couple hours in certain states, and we'll see the results that come in. We're gonna win. We're gonna win big. Believe me. We're gonna win big league. That's right. Um, I'm out here with my fuck Trump sign because fuck Donald Trump. He's a bitch, and we don't need that bullshit in America. I hope to see that we're all not fucked. So you wouldn't get a lot of change and the problems we have would just keep you know going the way they are or things could be worse with her policies. So that's the danger and that's a scary thing and a lot of people don't realize that because they try to look at things Trump says and make a decision on that but they don't really look at the things Hillary has actually done you know which is more dangerous. Hey fuck Donald get, get Trump! Some, get some dead votes, he's a you know? bitch. And we don't need that bullshit in America. Also, ancient civilization started in Africa, which means we're all black. Have a great day, everyone. I love you. As the sun sets and the afternoon draws to a close, New Yorkers pile into polling stations from Brooklyn to the Bronx. It's 6 p.m. now, and the polls have just closed in New York. We drive past the Hilton, where Trump's party is filling up, They've been billing it as a victory party since its announcement. But we're heading downtown to Hillary's election night. The atmosphere here is electric. Thousands of Democrats are awaiting a speech from America's first female president at some point tonight. But it's as results start trickling in from certain states that our story begins to change. 7.30 p.m. on the East Coast and polls have just closed in three more states, representing another 38 electoral votes. Fox News can project that Donald Trump will win West Virginia by a wide margin based on Fox exit polls. And we have our first projections of the night. Take a look at this. Donald Trump, uh, we project, will win in Kentucky with its eight electoral votes. It is now 11.30 in the East. You hear that chime? We have a projection. It is a big one. It is the state of Florida. 29 electoral votes. They go to Donald Trump. Over the course of the next few hours, we witness the mood of this room turn from celebration to devastation. Well, my name's Rick. This is Kim. This is New York City. And it's roughly uh, 12.30. We've been here since uh, 6 o'clock. We're not winning at the moment. Um, it's kind of hard to, um, to explain the uh, depth of the disappointment and that a person who is eminently qualified uh, is, is apparently getting the short end of the stick from someone who has, um, let me put it scientifically, no redeeming qualities. None. Two more wins for Donald Trump, CNN projects. 
Donald Trump will win the state of South Carolina. So I have friends uh, who were so in the military this, who the disproportionately supported Trump. Yeah, so we've gone back and forth on Facebook talking about it. And no matter what I pointed out about the Mr. Trump, my friends just didn't care. We have a major projection right now. Donald Trump will take Ohio. The average age of folks in Philly may be 33 years old. The average age of people like live in Manesson and parts of the western states, 50, 51 years old. So there's probably not going to be a connection. Um, and so those folks are angry. They look around and the towns go from uh, 20 some thousand to 7,000, and they're angry. They've tried to figure out who can we blame about that. CNN projects Donald Trump will win Ohio with its 18 electoral votes. A relief for Donald Trump. No Republican has ever won the White House without Ohio. He has won Ohio with its 18 electoral votes. In the, in the struggles in Mozambique, the revolutionaries said, La luta continua. And so that continues the struggle for liberation. We are going to make this decision now. The Fox News decision desk has called Pennsylvania for Donald Trump. It's a little after 2 a.m. Half the people here have left, and the chairman of Hillary's campaign comes on stage to tell the crowd that they should go home. Your voices and your enthusiasm means so much to her and to Tim and to all of us. We are so proud of you. I have to say this tonight. Good night. We will be back. We'll have more to say. Let's get those votes counted and let's bring this home. Thank you so much for all of you have done. We head uptown towards Rockefeller, but we're stopped in our tracks outside the News International building by a crowd of voters. The Trump party is metres up the road, and we watch this on the screens. There doesn't seem to be any mystery uh, in this anymore. The American people have spoken, and the American people have elected their new champion. Mike Pence has uh, just declared victory and introduced what he said is the next President of the United States. Donald Thank you Trump, very much, who has everybody. never run for political office. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. It's a little past three in the morning here in New York City. We're in front of the Fox News studios. Uh, we just watched Donald Trump uh, give his acceptance speech after he was elected president. He's president-elect Trump now, and it's, it's amazing. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it felt like two years of uh, pushing him on and talking to friends and family about him and getting people to look past what the media portrays him as. All that just paid off in the end. It's, it's amazing. I myself was a liberal before. I supported Obama twice in 2008, 2012. I supported him because I thought he was someone who would fight the establishment. What I didn't know when I was younger is that the money trail is what's important. You gotta follow the money because money makes the world go wrong, unfortunately. And the people that bought Obama are the same people that bought Hillary Clinton. If you want to follow the money, follow the money with Trump because he paid for his own campaign. He didn't have to owe anybody anything. As a person from an immigrant family, this is not okay. I won't accept it. I will never accept it. We're way fucking stronger than this, so that's fucking the truth. And for the people that are fearful that they were born here, their parents are born here and they have to leave now, I have a fa my family's immigrants too. My mother's from the Dominican Republic. My father's Puerto Rican. I was born here. I'm a pure bit American. And my family supports Trump too. 
we bump into the two lone Trump voters from Times Square yesterday afternoon. They're now standing in a sea of red caps. My mood has not changed. I mean, I was very positive to begin with. It just made it more of a guarantee in my mind that this was a definite win for Donald Trump. Uh, and this is not, you know, this is day one. The first step. America has shown that they're tired of the same old politics, the same old politicians. It's finally time that we have somebody who's not on the inside, who's from the outside. We've been everywhere. We've been everywhere in midtown Manhattan. We've been to Times Square. We've been near the Trump Tower. We've been near the Hilton Hotel where Mr. Trump is having his party, accepting the presidency of being the 45th president of the United States. So we've had a lot of fun. Um, I would say this is probably one of the biggest presidential elections, at least of the past 50 years, maybe of all time. You'll be so proud of your president. You'll be so proud. Again, it's my honor. It was an amazing evening. It's been an amazing two-year period. And I love this country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Mike Pence. Thank you, everybody. Down the road, dizzy supporters are pouring out of the Hilton, having just heard President-elect Trump speak for the very first time. Everyone was crying. It was just amazing. But the, his energy is always there. Like, I work in his building, I make call, and everyone is just really nice. And so you didn't feel like there was like a God person there or someone who was looking down at you. He was just a real person talking to you and caring about you and caring about his family. There's no one I've met that is stuck up. You know, like I worked with a group of, in a call center and everyone was just a smile and nice to everybody who was there. And that's hard to do. We had a room of like 80 people calling. We had um, blacks, old people, young people, Chinese, you know, Spanish people, Jewish people, you know, there's probably Arab people and, you know, religious Jewish people and um, priests, everybody working together, okay? That's not what's typical in a Hillary campaign. Well, I've been next to Hillary. I've worked in her camp. I've worked in her campaigns and other politicians' campaigns, and they're all very elitist, and they all, like, talk down to you. They're just all going to certain schools. They're all have like money, or you know, it's just a whole different. It's a whole different element. Fuck Donald Trump! Fuck Donald Trump! It's 4 a.m. Election night is over, but the streets of New York are full of Trump supporters. It's not long before the first group of anti-Trump protesters arrive outside the Hilton Hotel. We're protesting! No one's here in NYC, and we're the first ones here for tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be big. Um, I just know. I think everyone is outraged. I'm outraged. I'm a college student. I don't know if I'm going to college next year, depending on this election. I just... I'm just, I, I'm, I'm frozen, I'm frozen. For so long we've reverted to nonviolence, and for so long that's not worked and here we are today. And I've never been, I've never punched anyone in my whole life, but I don't know if violence is the key to saving everyone, but if, if that's what it is, I will revert to it. And I, I, I stand by that. A choir of Hillary supporters are protesting differently. A young guy wearing his Make America Great Again cap approaches them. 
You actually got a very beautiful singing voice. Thank you. No, I, I sing at the Van Halen School of Music. You what? Wait, you sing where? I sing at the Van Halen School of Music. Well, I was actually walking on the street here, and Hillary supporters, they actually tried to attack me because I was wearing this Donald Trump hat. Trying to talk to people peacefully is very hard because the people, they just want to go say, fuck you, or it's very hard to, after a few people trying to, you know, be nice, not to lose it. It's 6 a.m., 24 hours after polling began here in New York. We're walking uptown past the Trump Hotel and home after witnessing something extraordinary. Hillary might have won the state of New York, but it's Trump supporters who unexpectedly own the streets of this city tonight. The voices of Democrats at the polls earlier today feel like a distant memory. We're in a different city now. We need to have conversations, said one young Trump supporter wearing that familiar red cap earlier tonight. But how can you do that when they just shout in your face? The immediate aftermath of this election has widened the divide in this country, and we find ourselves asking the same tiresome question we've been asking since June 24th. How do we begin to bridge that divide? You can keep following our journey on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Squint Theatre. Thanks for listening.